All right, we are back with another episode of Sandlot Talk today. Big S episode for you today, big S episode for you today. Uh, Evan Mendoza, Diamond Dogs, Triple uh, A baseball player and NFT creator is joining us uh, for a really cool episode uh, on his way down to Art Basel, which is just a super huge NFT event. But before we get into that, I'm Ray Mack, that's BZB. And how are you doing? You're doing great. We're doing great. Um, huge episode coming up today. We're super stoked on it. A um, couple of good pieces of just things that are happening is we had our first NFT sale today, or yesterday when this happened. So when you see this a couple of days ago, which was awesome on one of our freebies, um, and we got another launch coming today as far as just a, another free set that we're sending out there. So really good things happening. We're super fired up on it, excited for the movement and uh, the growing, the follower list has been growing all over podcast, everything. So good things happening. Thanks to everyone who keeps tuning in. Yeah, we're over 100 people in the Discord, which is great. Mm. Uh, the Twitter's been popping off. And like you said, we had our first sale. Somebody spent 200 US dollars on our first NFT that we released for free. We gave out. So we just gave handed somebody 200 bucks basically <laughs> you know <laughs> so um fired up about that again like you said kenny is coming out today or ken griffey jr uh aka jr is going out and uh, we're pumped about that one and then uh the only other piece of advice or uh, info that i had for the folks kind of before we get into this interview with evan was we're starting to make the history of sandlot city and by mm. and i have been sitting Let's down go. and breaking this down in the mornings and uh i find so much joy in this because literally we're dating it back 20 years where uh, the league was formed in 2000. We have World Series champions going back uh, and the lore is just expanding. I mean, how much fun have you had in in the last couple days just breaking this down? Dude, this has been, it's like reminding me of my childhood <laughs> going yeah. through trying to make teams, create teams and leagues and make belief systems and things. And yep. it's been so fun, dude. It, just, just say you want to be on old Garrick. You want to be That's on right. old Garrick. <laughs> That's oh, right. It's been awesome, man. This has been such a, a joy to see it start coming to life. Um, Ray, who's the uh, who are some of the perennial champions of the uh, Sandlot history here? Yeah, you know, Clemente Beach has been a uh, team that's won it several times. They're, they were the inaugural winners dating all the way back to 2000. And uh, that was when the league started with only eight teams. So it's expanded uh, year over year after that. But Bonds Valley's won a couple. Uh, Poppy Park won one way back in the day, but then they traded away their best player and have been cursed ever <laughs> since. So uh, sounds familiar. It might be, but uh, we are having a lot of fun with this. And uh, we're really excited because obviously the backstory is one thing but when you create a really good backstory one people get invested and two they want to add to the story so 2022 obviously it hasn't happened yet but who's going to win you know how's the results going to happen who's going to be on those teams and what are the prizes going to be all of that is just so big so um and i know we're diving into all that but uh, i think on the nft side the story side nfts and pops are going hand in hand right now so much fun so cool to watch that's right. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into the episode with uh, Evan Mendoza. Again, this is with Diamond Dogs NFTs. Uh, he's done a great job with it, and uh, they are relaunching coming out soon uh, on December 5th-ish. December 5th. Roughly. There it is. Yep, roughly December 5th. So check them out. Check out this interview, and let's get into it.
What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to Champion School Podcast, featuring a little Sandlot talk today. We've got a little mix and match today with uh, Evan Mendoza, uh, professional athlete, runs the Diamond Dogs NFTs, which we're going to dive into for a lot of our listeners. It's something new and, and something on the on the horizon for you, which we're super excited about. Uh, but does a great job, man. We've been following Evan for probably about a month or two now, and then reached out via Twitter and. Just very active Twitter man, doing a lot of really good things and currently going down to a NFT event that we'll dive into here today, I'm sure down in Miami. So uh, Evan, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? We're doing great, man. We're doing great. Um, I want to kick it off, man. And just kind of share your story, man. Kind of growing up, um, diving into the baseball aspect of life and kind of where you've gone, some of your past and everything like that. Um, kind of share a little bit with our listeners, a little bit about your story and, and kind of where you've been and where you're at now and some of the things you've been doing in the baseball world. Yeah, uh, well, I grew up, you know, playing baseball all my life, ever since I was like four years old. Uh, never really dove into other sports. Um, baseball is just that true passion. I've always enjoyed it, always viewed it as just uh, a fun activity, you know, that I, I could escape uh, the real world. And, uh, you know, I loved every second of the journey uh, from the Little League all the way up to the big, or all the way up to the pro watched so. I love it, man. And what really kind of inspired you to get into the game? Like, was it just a love from the beginning? Was it you knew you were good and you had an opportunity? <laughs> kind of what was yeah, what was that? Honestly, it was, it was my grandma setting up my brother, my older brother, for uh, like T-ball or coach pitch, whatever it was at the time. And uh, he went to a practice. And I, I vividly remember bringing a skateboard. And I was just so disinterested in that skateboard. And I was just always wanting to be out on that baseball field with my brother. I was a little bit of a copycat back then. So like I always wanted to do what my brother was doing. But um, ultimately, that's where the passion really um, came from. And yeah, that's kind of the, the roots. I love that, man. Um, I'm going to ask one more question, Ray, then I'll kick it off to you and we'll kind of dive in some more. But um, as you were growing and, and going through professional baseball, Evan, um, for both of us, we've kind of been in the, in the realms a little bit with collegiate and professional. And we know some of the, the stress that it can take on an athlete, uh, not only physically, but more importantly, mentally. And we're huge proponents on the mental game, on mindset, on proactive tools to help you live a healthy, happy life, uh, gratitude, all the good things that uh, we preach. And so for you, I know baseball can be challenging. I know it can be tough. I know there's a lot that goes into it in a, in a minor league season and a spring training and all the other stuff behind the scenes in the off season. Um, for you, what, what are some things, maybe share with us one of your biggest challenges that you faced in professional baseball and some of the ways that you've overcome some of those challenges, uh, maybe more mentally than anything, to just sustain a, a healthy lifestyle, man, to keep interested? Yeah, honestly, I feel like the majority of my struggles have uh, unfortunately happened like this past year. Um, the, I feel like a lot of people can't relate um, to this comparison, but it's basically the feeling of, almost getting that promotion in your job, in your career that you really, really are extremely passionate about um, and wanting to get that extra promotion. Obviously for me, I spent the entire season in AAA, played shortstop just about every day. And uh, that feeling of, you know, one level above is the big leagues, you know, and it takes one injury, one slump, um, one trade, and I could get up there. And um, that, that weighed on me heavily. Um, I, I had a hard time focusing on the task at hand on the daily, and I was a little bit too caught up on uh, what's in my future, and that's not the way that you should go about it as a ball player. You definitely have to focus on yourself, 
on getting better literally every minute of the day. And then ultimately the big picture is going to come there. Um, the way I really combated that, which is kind of why I'm in NFTs, is, um, you know, I, I enjoy artwork. I enjoy being creative. And uh, I actually use that creative side of me as an escape to the baseball world. So it's, it's kind of funny. In, in my childhood, baseball was my escape to the regular world that I was living in. Now, the, the you know, baseball, professional baseball, the schedule of playing, you know, close to maybe 200 games throughout a calendar year. Um, you know, my escape, my normal life is baseball now. So I'm going to have, I basically had to find that escape that gives me peace and gives me joy. And uh, I found that through NFTs and creating some digital artwork. Yeah, let's dive into that, Evan. Uh, when did you first kind of pick up NFTs? Uh, who told you about it? And like, how did you get into NFTs in general? Yeah, so I, I saw a Barstool post around January of this year in, in early 2021. Um, and uh, the Barstool post was just talking about NBA Top Shot, which I'm not really into. Um, but then also talking about some of these other NFTs like the Board Apes and Crypto Pumps. And obviously, I saw that they were going for a lot of money, and that definitely sparked my interest. Um, you know, at, at first, I was definitely a little bit interest, interested in the dollar sign that is attached yeah. to it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, did, I basically just did my own research. Uh, there is a ton of work that goes involved with, uh, you know, creating a project and creating the art and kind of just doing it all. Um, so it, it's been fun, but... I started my NFT journey in spring training as, you know, as I mentioned, that escape. Um, spring training comes with a lot of stress as a, as a younger player. And I started creating one-of-one one artwork, which is there's only one of them on the blockchain. So there's no multiple additions. You can kind of think of those as like trading cards, um, you know, sports cards. Like the one-of-ones are like there's only one of them available. Um and of course, those go for a little bit higher of a value. But basically, I sold one of those in spring training, immediately reinvested that money into an iPad. And um, basically, the rest is history. And uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a fun journey so far. Uh, I'm sure you guys, with your bus rides and whatever, you guys have some time where you can work on yeah, some art, like, you know? Exactly. I, I, I like doing that much more than like watching Netflix. Of course, there's times where I need to just completely relax my mind and not do anything which like uh you know has some thought in it so sometimes you know i'll, I'll watch netflix I'll, I'll do this and that but um honestly like last year I, I completely gave up like video games and like a lot of the things that uh kill my uh uh the time that i have throughout a day even like tiktok i i'm a big promoter on tiktok like i um I think it's a great platform to grow in any aspect, um, whatever you do. If you like cooking, showcase that. If you like baseball, which obviously I do, I like to give back to the baseball community. Um, host on TikTok, but I, I always tell my family members, my close friends, either you are creating content for people to consume or you're consuming other people's content, mm -hmm. which ultimately means you're wasting your own time on building your own brand or getting better at baseball or, you know, creating some NFTs, whatever it might be. That, that sounded very Gary V like of you, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> love, love, love Gary V. Uh, uh, I've been following him for a while now. Um, he, he's kind of the reason, honestly, uh, I do a lot on social media. Um, definitely, you know, have heard his words uh, for over probably five years now. And uh, I think everything 
spot on and true. The, the giving back to the community, just doing the little things and being overall like a nice, genuine human being, I think goes a really long way. Did you pick up any of his books? No, I, I'm not a big reader. I honestly hate reading. <laughs> I've never liked reading. I've never liked it. Um, there's just other ways that I would rather consume content and uh, information. Reading is just not one of those. No worries. No worries. <laughs> well, last question before I came back off to buy. Uh, tell us about Diamond Dogs. We've kind of done our research, but for our fans that are listening, uh, give us the general breakdown and then how you kind of got inspired for it. Yeah, so the, the Diamond Dogs are uh, a computer-generated uh, uh, NFT collection of baseball characters with uh, basically their, their baseball traits on the dog. Uh, I think it's a really unique project, one, because the, the artwork, all the artwork has been done by me, um, and you don't really see that out of pro athletes nowadays, um, which I think is just kind of unique, and it, it, it's able for me to showcase who I truly am. So, uh, in summary, the Diamond Dogs are basically a vision and a movement to, you know, hopefully help promote uh, athletes of all kinds, of all sports, um, so really showcase completely transparently who they are as a person. If, like I mentioned, like on the TikTok side, if you if you really enjoy food, you really enjoy music, you know, share that with your audience as a pro athlete. You have a platform. You you have this power of some sense. Use it. Um, don't hide behind the curtain. Uh, that's something that I feel the vibe way too much um, inside the clubhouse of not doing this or not doing that because it might be frowned upon mm. you know we're athletes we're, we're supposed to play baseball and that's it that, that's a misconception i don't really believe in that i believe in you know just showcasing who you truly are Evan, that's such a massive point there. Um, I love that. We're definitely clipping that. <laughs> Clip yeah, that one up there. Ship it a hip, ship it a hip. Uh, but when I was with the Diamondbacks, Evan, it was the same exact way. And I felt like I was walking on eggshells around that clubhouse sometimes because yeah. if you tried something new or if you talked about something different that wasn't baseball, you were almost like yeah. frowned upon in, in those senses. And I'm, I, I think some people will tell you, hey, go find one thing and just be really good at it. But when you spend so much time on that one thing, you get burnt out of that one thing sometimes. Yeah. And for you, that, and, that and it's completely like, normal to have like your, your side hobbies. I think that's mm. what keeps people, you know, sane almost. Um, it's really hard to be baseball 24 um, seven. Some people mm. can do it. Others can't. Um, I'm just one of those guys that needs to relax and needs to ease my mind sometimes. And I think that keeps me in balance. You hear that all the time is like, how do you basically um, stay even keel throughout a long season? You, you of course, are going to have your highs. You're going to definitely have your lows. Um, but ultimately, you want to be a consistent player. That's, that's what gets you up to the big leagues. And uh, for me, I think that's something that helped me out tremendously. Uh, this past year, I didn't necessarily have a, the greatest year at the plate. But honestly, without artwork, I think it could have been a lot, lot worse. Um, and... Uh, yeah, but always looking at the bright side, I think I played a really good shortstop, showed what I could do there. Um, but yeah, the, just the clubhouse vibe of doing new things, man. It's just not the, the best environment, unfortunately. Yeah, that's so true. Um, let's dive into that a little more, Evan, because uh, I mean, obviously you've been in it for a while. You got to see it this last season. Um, 
what are like the talks in the clubhouse about NFTs? Like, are you like sharing all your artwork with your teammates? Are they on it, off it? Are they involved with it? Are they like, man, this is stupid. And who knows, maybe there's a little bit of both, but um, what's that vibe like there in the clubhouse wise, if you don't mind sharing? So I didn't actually uh, do too much like talking about NFTs because I started my project towards the tail end of the season um, where it was really just like building the foundation. So there's no like actual proof of what I was doing. And that's the biggest thing. It's just like, oh, I can just take a screenshot. Like the, the very common responses to things that you don't understand is uh, kind of ignorance, not, the, not having the willingness to have an open mind. And unfortunately, I kind of saw that a little bit uh, within the clubhouse. Um, they obviously knew that people were buying these things for lots of money. Um, and uh, it, it was just a, it was a hard time to fully be transparent. And also, I guess, give them the knowledge that they were looking for, because at the end of the day, it's like, if you're not willing to learn, I'm not willing to sacrifice my time and energy to try making you learn. It has to really come from within. Uh, One example I use is, you know, if if you're trying to learn how to hit a fastball from a YouTube video, like, that's great. You're doing your research, but ultimately you have to do it. Uh, there's, there's no way to learn how to hit a baseball, uh, without actually doing it. Um, so ultimately all these people love to listen about how to make money through NFTs and like this and that, but ultimately there's a huge lack of people that are willing to actually do it. Isn't that incredible? I I told this guy about Ethereum for like a year until he finally (laughs) goes, okay, fine. When it's like 3,800 bucks a pop, you know, I know. I mean, it's still a decent entry point. It's not, a, it's not a terrible entry point. I think the first time I bought Ethereum, it was around 2200 um, huh? But uh, ultimately, I think Ethereum's cool because it has uh, the use of like actually purchasing things, uh, using the blockchain, which is going to be basically the new way of... Uh, I, I almost view it... I, I had to ship out some giveaways of just like signed memorabilia the other day at the post office. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a line at a post office like after a holiday or whatnot but there was you know a solid 30 people in line with two workers and i was like why is the government just like so accepting of like understaffing these post offices and of course each worker they they work extremely slow uh it's like that sloth from uh, a zootopia yeah um it's kind of insane um but um yeah and i was just like this is shipping this like shipping 10 years down the road like of course it's still going to be there but like ultimately using the blockchain to like transfer goods transfer over tokens uh show that um basically that's how it's going to be uh i think that's the future i think there's a lot of cool use cases uh on the blockchain and using cryptos um if you're not familiar with it definitely do your research if you're a listener um, it, we've got some cool things going on within cryptocurrencies, especially the bigger, well-known ones. Check it out. Dive in, do your research. Ray Max, same thing. He's like, he told me the, uh, the Ethereum and he said, Hey man, it's below 2200. This might be the last time it's ever that low. And it was, and I was so pissed along with that. And then he said, tank. It's yeah. tank. then he starts talking about NFTs and I'm like, Ray, nobody's going to buy this stuff. This is so dumb. I said the same thing. Yeah. I'll screenshot it. And then uh, now we're in it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the very last project so during the season around like may i decided to take some time off of nfts um kind of a bad decision because i remember the last project i saw 
uh, like on Twitter and on my timeline, and I was getting a lot of traction. Were the board apes, yeah. and uh, yeah. I remember it was at like two thousand dollars if I wanted to purchase one, and I was like, ah, that's just too much money right now. Like that doesn't really make <laughs> sense. Why would I spend two thousand dollars? Obviously, right now you could buy, uh, or I could have flipped a board ape for two hundred thousand yeah. um, dollars. So of course that return on investment is great. Um, I just didn't really see the future then, but that's why I've kind of grown into uh, the person that I am today and creating my own. Um, community and uh, project revolve around baseball. I think that it needs to be done and, you know, others will follow as well. Yeah. Can you get into that? You guys are relaunching, right? When's the date for relaunch? Yeah. So we're looking at around December 5th. Um, we're going to give ourselves kind of like a, an open door on when exactly we're going to officially launch publicly. Uh, since we are relaunching the first initial launch, the reason it didn't really go as planned was unfortunately because of really, really poor market conditions. Um, if you're not into NFTs, uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but when Ethereum goes up in value, basically when we have a mint price of 0.07, that 0.07 turns into maybe like $350, which is kind of hefty uh, on a mint. Um, so it was already expensive on the base price. Uh, any transactions you do, you have to use gas. Um, and gas is basically shipping. Uh, you don't really get that back. And uh, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Um, gas is normally around like 60 to like $90. Um, and that's very common. That's kind of just the price of admission, I guess. Um, gas, when we launched, was around $200 and never really got below that for a solid like week and a half, two weeks. Um, so that really killed the momentum that we had um, going for us because we had a decent amount of momentum. We had a great whitelist, a good first day of public launch, but then that is when it, you know, it started to shift over and, you know, the market was just really, really uh, unfavorable, I guess. Yeah. Right so, uh, yeah, so this relaunch, we're going to be lowering our mint price to 0.03 make it a little bit more affordable to the first time nft buyers hopefully some people on this uh podcast that are listening might want to get into nfts this might be the perfect fit for you um and hopefully it's a little bit more affordable from you know the baseball fan getting into nfts yeah i'll give you one last one because we're i think we got a lot of people in that boat that are that are just translating into that nft realm and and getting their first ones getting their first wallet um, one more for you, I guess. What's been the most difficult part about onboarding all these new folks? Uh, within my like team, you mean? Uh, yeah, or just even people you're reaching out to. I know you're trying to get a hold of the NFT oh, community, okay. but you have a lot of baseball fans that probably, I, I would assume, don't have any idea what an NFT is. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the side of transit. Like, obviously, it's a goal of mine to integrate the, the baseball fan into NFTs. Uh, last night it was actually really uh, a really proud moment. Um, I was kind of just doing like an like an ask me anything on a on a Twitter thread, and uh, someone responded, "Hey, my buddy is like uh, trying to get into NFTs. Uh, he's a coworker, but he's not really in it. He is a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan, though." And I kind of responded with like, "Oh, that's awesome! Like best fans of baseball, whatever." And his buddy, um, you know, hasn't bought an NFT. The, the guy that was interacting with me has so he's been in the nfts and he was trying to get his friend in nfts and uh he basically tweets me back hey can you say hi to him his name's like kevin and uh you know we can take a screenshot of this and maybe create it into an nft and i think maybe that might push him <laughs> over the edge and get him into nfts 
and I literally just tweeted out, like, what's up, Kevin? How's it going? Um, heard you're a huge Cardinals fan, like, go Cards. Um, you know, you should really admit a diamond dog if you, you love the Cardinals and you like baseball. Um, you know, it, it fits you perfectly. And uh, basically that friend responded saying, hey, that was awesome. Like, I, I sent him a screenshot of it. Like, he's probably going to set up his MetaMask and, like, OpenSea profile tonight. And he's going to, you know, get some Ethereum uh, to fund basically a mint of a diamond dog. And I was like, let's go. But, like, That's there awesome. we go. Like, literally one person who has never heard of NFTs before is onboarding because of, you know, the love that we share for baseball, which is obviously awesome. But it takes so much work to explain. It really has to be word of mouth between, like, friends and family for people to um, really on board, um, with people that they trust. So true. That's so good too. I love hearing stories like that. And we've noticed too, Evan, that there's people that have been following us for a while that we would think had no clue what these things even are and they are all in. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, um, fun to see yeah. the utility, man. I know. And, we'll, and this will be yeah. my last question. Then we'll pop it over to the game with Ray Mac, but I know something else that you're big on is integrating the NFTs within MLB baseball. And I saw a thread that you yeah. posted on Twitter a couple of days ago, some maybe it's after Thanksgiving and just like, what are some ideas, you know, how to integrate this into, into MLB and professional sports. And I know the NFL, I think is starting, uh, I believe here soon. I know Mark Cuban's come out publicly and said that they need to do it for their season ticket holders for the Mavericks. There's a lot of cool stuff, yeah. but for you, Evan, where do you see the kind of integration of professional sports and NFTs combining, merging together to provide more value and utility to the, the everyday sports fan and even the business of professional sports? Yeah, I, I, that's a great question. And honestly, it's hard to put a finger exactly what that might look like in five or 10 years. Um, ultimately, I think, you know, tickets are, this is probably the leading one is, is tickets are going to turn into NFTs. Um, and I think just like, uh, I mean, maybe you guys didn't do this, but I would collect all the tickets that I had uh, growing up from all the baseball games that I would go to. And, you know, whenever I got bored, I would, you know, unclip my cork board and kind of just look at them and relive kind of those experiences. Um, that's exactly what I think NFTs are going to bring as far as the uh, baseball team, NFL team, NBA teams. I think that's what they're going to do. I think uh, this is going to be a really unique time, just like the, you know, musicians in the NFT scene. The whole music industry is going to be flipped upside down because all these royalties, all these uh, record labels, Unfortunately, they haven't been treating the artists that great this whole time. Um, and this is a very unique opportunity for them to be able to take charge of their ownership of their music. Um, so I think the same way with athletes, we, we are able to take ownership of our platform, what we are able to give back to um, you know, fans, whether that's like VIP access, maybe it's VP tickets, maybe it's uh, for the Diamond Dogs. We offer stadium tours if you have the stadium background. Um, and then also free will call tickets if you have a signature in the bottom right of a diamond dog. So like I'm able to bring some type of access to people that one might be baseball fans and two might just want to enjoy a baseball game. Um, or, you know, I think the coolest thing is like, uh, like I'm chasing my dreams out there. I'm, I'm playing the game that I love and I'm very passionate about as a holder of, uh, you know, one of my diamond dogs, you, you get to watch that in real life you know I'm, I'm going about my business uh it kind of sounds weird to say it but like you get to watch me work um and do what i love 
Um, it, it, that's one thing that I think is going to be really interesting to see how athletes use their platform for good. Um, we've already seen it. Some of the NBA players and NFL players have started putting their board apes on their cleats. I think that's going to be something that's going to generate a new um, a new source of almost income, especially to uh, you know minor leaguers, um, especially big leaguers. You know, getting um, the brand awareness for some of these projects. I know for a fact some of these brands are willing to pay uh, a decent uh, amount of money to be able to you know promote in that fashion. Um, so I think that's how you know athletes are going to move uh, towards it this season, 100% in spring training. Uh, I'll either have some custom cleats for some of the projects I love, including the Diamond Dogs. Um, but then also, I know for a fact, other people are going to do the same as well. That's really Dude. good. I love that. The, Go the cleats are going to be sweet. Uh, I've seen yeah. a couple out there, and they just look legit. And, uh, yeah, it, it definitely helps that I work with Stadium Custom Kicks. Um, it, they're one of the leading um, customizers in the MLB. Uh, we, we've done work with you know Aaron Judge, uh, uh, Reggie Bush has ordered some golf shoes. Um, literally, like the, the list just goes on and on and on. Kung Fu Panda, uh, like literally, um, like so many, so many guys have ordered some some cleats through us. Um, so uh, definitely great to have that connection and uh, utility whenever uh, I see it needed. At golf spikes, I might be reaching out to get a pop. <laughs> we need some pop ones. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get into this game before we get you on out of here for your day. You're gonna go enjoy Art Basel. It's gonna be an incredible week. How long are you down there, by the way? I'll probably be down here for three or four days. Haven't really nice. decided yet, but going to a few events and it should be a great time. Right on. Well, hey, this game is called On It or Off It. I'm gonna run through ten things. You're gonna tell me you're either on it, or you're for it, or you're off it. You're not really about it, and just a quick sentence as to why. All right. I'm, about, I'm not about the expanded playoffs. <laughs> there you go. Number one. Out the door. Number one. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number one. Super Smash Brothers. On it. What? Uh, oh, uh, I just feel like it's one of those nostalgic type games where, um, like, it doesn't matter how old you are. It's just like a fun, laid back, easy going game. Perfect. Uh, scary movies. Not about it. Um, I, I'd much rather just like live in peace and you know enjoy um, you know my life. So uh, I'd rather it that way. I also like to sleep, so uh, I'm not a huge fan of nightmares. There you go. Uh, the NHL. The NHL. I'm, I'm about it. I think it needs to be promoted in a much better way. I know Bam Entertainment unfortunately owns the NHL as well as MLB, and it kind of makes it hard for people to watch. Uh, the great sport because if you go to a hockey game in person honestly one of the top two I would say sporting events that you can go to and watch in person has a lot of uh, electricity and uh, passion within the fans and it's overall just an exciting game I, I agree in person it's legit uh, Dogecoin Dogecoin I'm definitely about it uh, bought $75 worth and uh, if, if I was smart and never
Uh, Disneyland. Uh, never been. Uh, so I guess I'm on it, but I've never been. Um, it, it's always been a dream of mine to go over there. Uh, grew up in Florida, but you know, every weekend was a travel ball tournament. Um, been to some of the neighboring, I guess, parks, Universal, Epcot, but never uh, the Magic Kingdom um, or Animal Kingdom. So I definitely need to do that. Probably, uh, I'd say, because I'm too much but i say when i have a family more than likely i'll, I'll get that checked off my my bucket list you'll have to and your kids will yeah. love you for it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, country music off it completely um, not, uh, not a huge fan um went to the college at north carolina state um that seems like that's all we listen to um and i know some of the songs and like I, sometimes like very rarely you'll find me like kind of singing them um because some of them are catchy but i honestly think they all kind of sound the same uh they're always talking about drinking beer uh or talking about the farmer's daughter or something like that so like i'm, I'm just not <laughs> yeah. uh, all good the central land Central Land, I've heard great things. Uh, that's one of like the Metaverse lands, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, what I tell people is I'm not necessarily going to buy any plots of land until I see a little bit more of a, a full set uh, winner as far as which Metaverse is going to be the winner. Um, I saw, you know, Zuckerberg with Meta is going to be trying to build something out as well as the Winklos twins. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of different options. Uh, ultimately, I, I was telling a, a good friend of mine earlier today, um, I'm waiting, like we're right now in Nintendo 64 stages, um, where we don't really know, well, maybe we're in Atari right now. Um, obviously, Atari is not popular anymore. Um, you know, either Sony or Microsoft are the two winners right now with PlayStation and Xbox. That's kind of where I see uh, the metaverse and uh, all that type of stuff. You know, scary point to that. Atari is like one of the biggest landowners in Sandbox. <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely heard about Sandbox as well. I just I just don't want to commit to something when I don't see a, a, a set winner yet. Or yeah. a couple winners. No, I feel that. It's going like 15, 15 grand a pop right now for a plot. But, uh, Jay-Z. Uh, I'm in. Uh, don't think it was smart cheating on Beyonce. I think that's kind of uh, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, electric vehicle. Uh, sorry, I, sorry. Go ahead. Back to Jay Z. I, I appreciate how he's a, a businessman. Um, you know, he's not just like an artist. Um, he, he does it all. Um, and I appreciate that because you know, I, I think it's, it's awesome to see even like Snoop Dogg, guys that uh, um, basically spread their wings a little bit farther um, and don't just stick to one thing. I think it's, I'm not going to say it's easy to be good at one thing and like easy to be, uh, you know, a Snoop Dogg in the music industry, because obviously that's very challenging. Um, but uh, like, I think it's unique when you find someone with such great talent in one industry willing to expand, like expand themselves into other uh, areas as well. Snoop Dogg, the real OG, big fan. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, electric vehicles. Uh, I'm so on board. I love Tesla. Um, that's uh, probably a dream car. Um, I, I know my mom is in a huge Neo car right now, so more than likely, if uh, the Diamond Dogs does well, I would more than likely uh, you know, pay off my car and gift it to my mom and hopefully be able to afford a Tesla. That'd be awesome. 
We're pulling for you for that. Yes. Uh, the last one, uh, Cowboys making it to the Super Bowl. Um, it just seems. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a guy that honestly doesn't follow football too much, but I understand that the Cowboys are the nation's team, and uh, they just haven't gotten it done. Um, <laughs> oh, like I, I know that I know that they've gotten to the playoffs maybe one or two times. I really don't know too many details. Um, I usually don't like like opening my mouth unless I know like exactly what I'm talking about. But um, I know that they've just had their troubles um, recently. Um, and I'm a guy that kind of looks at trends. And uh, you know, if you make it to the playoffs, cool. But if you don't get to the Super Bowl, uh, it's kind of hard to win if you're never in that game. So um, I'm gonna say no. Uh, they're not. I'm not about that's awesome. My just ego just got crushed. Take a dump on the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go I, I have Cowboys. some good friends from college that are huge Cowboy fans, and uh, I just, you know, they're 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 just overly passionate about everything, which is awesome to see. I, I love people that are passionate about whatever they're doing. Yeah, stay fired up, Byler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, sweet, man. No, Evan, we appreciate you coming on, man. I know you're busy and you're getting down there to South Florida and um, we wish you nothing but safe travels. We appreciate you popping on here. Um, before we leave, we'll plug all the Diamond Dogs. We'll, we'll plug you guys on social media. Where can people find you? We'll put it in the, the chat and everything like that, but where can people find you on social media? Uh, my most engaging, I guess, would be either on Instagram uh, as well as uh, Twitter nowadays. I, I used to never use Twitter, surprisingly. Um, and uh, now I'm all, all about it because things move really, really quick on that app. Um, so shoot me a follow on either of those. If you're looking for some cool baseball content and see what it's like to, I guess, live um, in uh, pro baseball and what my day looks like, what I eat, whatever it might be, um, head over to my TikTok account. I think it's just Evan underscore Mendoza. Um, but I basically try my very best to... Um, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. Love it. We appreciate it, Evan. Well, thanks for popping on, man. Enjoy Miami. Have a good time. Get some uh, get some Cuban food for me, please. And uh, enjoy your time out there, man. We appreciate it. All right, we're back. Uh, Evan, first of all, thank you for taking the time to sit in there and, and break it down with us. Not only your, your history and your backstory as a baseball player and a person, but your entry into NFTs and, and the creation of it. It was all great to hear. Uh, what do you think about the interview with Evan? Awesome, awesome story, man. I just love hearing people's passions. And the, the thing that got to me most was being able to disconnect a little bit through art for him and mm-hmm. saying like, this isn't a distraction. It's actually like a, almost a safe haven for him to go and spend time with, right? And be able to create this art and just an outlet for him to get away from sports sometimes because it could be a grind. And there's a lot of games that you're playing. And for him, it provided a lot of joy for him. And he's doing a great job with his project. We've been following it for a couple months now. It's been fun to watch and just joined the Discord the other day. So we'll get more involved there and, and just seeing it starting to grow. But um, really cool interview, a lot of good stuff, but just being able to separate the sport from something different, a new avenue and allowing your creative juices to flow. So many people get so streamlined in one thing only. It's like, Hey, let's just we can spread the wings a little bit and fly and see what else entertains me and um, gives me some joy. So it's fun to see this excite him so much. What was some of your key takeaways, Ray? You know, he, he talked about when you when you're bringing up NFTs, 
for example, to his teammates and people just aren't accepting or willing to learn. Like that's going to happen a lot uh, in a lot of spaces, especially something that's new and different uh, because people just want to follow the crowd, you know, and if you're the trailblazer and uh, you know, I, there's that meme with uh, always sunny in Philadelphia guys, like smoking cigarettes and like pointing at the board, you know, that's exactly how I feel when I'm talking about NFTs or whatever to, to people, because it's just such a different out there concept. But once they get into it, like he said, once you dip your toes in the water and actually try it, like then it becomes, oh, okay, it makes sense. It's really not that scary and, and big. It's just a different technology that is really going to help us in the long run. So uh, I thought that was really cool, um, but dead, dead on with that. Like you feel like a crazy person at times, you know? Dude, bringing it up at Thanksgiving, and I brought up this morning, right? I brought up this morning at my oh, workout. No. There's a, uh, it's probably in his 60s, maybe almost 70s, and then uh, my, my trainer has been a great friend, and I'm like, he's like, what do you got on the docket for today? I'm like, we got a podcast, going out to school, and then uh, we're kind of diving into more of our NFT thing. It's starting to really take off, and then I try to explain it, and it was like just looking through glass hollow eyes. <laughs> I'm yeah. like all right we're gonna i don't really know how else to explain this thing but you just got to go and research it on your own and start to get uh, acclimated to it a little bit but a lot of utility a lot of cool stuff coming from it for sure yeah I, I had a really good conversation with an old player uh he called me about it and kind of broke it down and he was just like you know whatever i i like what you're talking about but whatever you just said went right over my head and it's like okay let me give you Here's the first starting article. It's the one that we posted on our, our website. More than a JPEG, it has the breakdown and, and, and entrance to, you know, NFTs from our perspective. And then, uh, and then you just dive into the, you know, whiteboard crypto is a great source on YouTube. There's a lot of YouTube sources. John Carlo buys tokens, like different ways that you can get in there and just, just go into it, right? Like it's, uh, you're no one's gonna start speaking Spanish and, and know the whole language the next day, you know, like it takes time to build and uh, it's not going to take you as long to learn about blockchain as it will to learn Spanish, I promise. So uh, yeah. just dive into it slowly, you know. YouTube's a great resource. YouTube's been so helpful. Uh, and Gary V. Gary V's awesome. So true. Well, there it is. Uh, it's going to do it for us today. Uh, again, we can't thank you all for spending all your time with us. The, again, the, the pod, podcast has been exploding on both sides. Uh, and maybe that's just because we're cranking out to a week. But uh, we can't thank you all enough for being great listeners and, and followers of us. And uh, be sure to check out Diamond Dogs with Evan Mendoza, man. He's been grinding and, and doing both professional baseball and professional NFT creation. So uh, here we are going about it. So anyways, that's going to do it for us. Hope you have a blessed week. See you later. Peace.